0: Own podcast. I'm your host, Corey Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on everybody? How y'all doing? This is episode fifty four. Yeah. yeah. Ready to get it in it. Man, I want to give a shout out to everybody who was able to safely celebrate Fourth of July and not blow themselves or their onlookers up. Yeah. Kudos to you guys. I personally don't know how I feel about celebrating the Fourth of July right now. I don't see much independence happening. <laughs> but um I definitely don't celebrate
1: Fourth of July. So. Nah bruh. Like <laughs> It's again, it, fireworks are, are fun, holidays, but, but
0: that's right. not one that I'm not gonna rock with the sentiment of yet. Like, I don't know. White people will be like, you're just trying to ruin everything. But nah, I'm just not feeling it. Uh, and I'm not gonna fake it anymore. Man, I was watching a Patrice O'Neill um, uh, interview, and he was talking about, like, man, we're never gonna get past this unless white people are willing to listen and black people are willing to be honest with their feelings. And so it's like, <laughs> it is what it is. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and fake it, like, yo, this is, man. This patriotism, man, I love this country. I'm not going to fake it anymore. Like I mean, I'm here, fair, I'm making the best of it. I I appreciate what what I have, but I'm not going to romanticize it.
1: It ain't it ain't that. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to for for who? There Ain't nobody requiring. I ain't never once displaying any kind of patriotism on fourth July. Nah, i've definitely been
0: guilty of it i'm not well, gonna front i'm not gonna front yeah. like like i i haven't been one to try to 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 grapple on to the identity of patriotism nah. it is it, it it is comfortable <laughs> until you realize <laughs> yeah. that no amount of you doing that will ever get you accepted and then you're just like mm, you have a decision to make you can keep it really with yourself or you could just keep on living a lie i wasn't cool with that though but anyway sure. yeah man Let's go ahead and give out the um, RIP. This one is not a, a current murder, but uh RIP to Corinne Gaines. Hopefully her family gets some form of justice in the form of the $38 million settlement that came out of her wrongful death suit. Um, and uh, her son, her 8-year-old son, being shot as well in the same police shooting. Um, now, I really hope that the actual payout happens because there has been a history of these settlements being... Um, uh, awarded by the court and then the appeals wrap them up and settlements never get paid out and so that sucks. yeah i really i really hope that uh justice gets served on this one because you know a 38 million dollar settlement will never replace her but it will definitely go a long way to helping her son in life you know what i mean absolutely so yeah all right man so you've been watching anything recently
1: Nah, no, i think um i didn't I haven't gotten around to watching too much i did catch this new episode of. um The new, uh, it looks like a new series on Netflix called, like, Warrior Nun or some shit like that. I saw it. I didn't watch it. Was it good? Uh, It seemed pretty interesting. Episode one seems pretty interesting. It looks like it's it's got a lot of room to grow. It's about, like, uh, I mean, spoiler, it happens in the first couple minutes. But it's about a dead chick that gets revived by a fucking halo. And apparently these halos are what makes these nuns have, like, superpowers. So, Yeah. It's pretty and what's really cool about her character is prior to her death. She was a quadriplegic. So not only is she back from the dead but now she can move limbs and her entire life before she was, you know what I'm saying, she was stuck in a chair. Now she has the freedom of movement and shit. She's essentially got a brand new lease on life, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it's it's I like Resurrection where going tends so to fun. come off like and that. <laughs> They got a super super tense black lady as like the um, the head of the nuns. What do they call the head of, of the like, nuns? Um, I, got, I have no fucking clue. Um, but they they're all just sister. I don't think she's like the head, but sort of like in the little group and mm. the, that they're in. She's like their leader. But um, yeah, she kind of gives me the same the same energy as um, of um, uh, Misty Knight. Okay. I'm not Misty Knight. I'm sorry. I keep saying Misty Knight. Sister Nun. Sister Knight. Sister Nun. Okay. Sister Knight. From she's giving me the same vibes as Sister Night How she, you know, like from how Watchmen. Angela was very yeah from Watchmen. Angela was very very decisive and she didn't really take no shit from nobody. Yeah. Even like the old dude, she was, <laughs> old nigga in the wheelchair. She was like, Nah, I don't give a fuck. Not nah, fucking with, a, with you, bro. I'm going you to the shit and, take, and and fucking get some acid. But it's pretty cool. I like it. I like. Um, so far, the religion hasn't really been a heavy aspect in episode one. Just sort of like a theme or a backdrop for the um for the the power hierarchy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm interested to see where it goes. It started off pretty lit with with some. Looks like they got all the stunts. Looks like they have. Okay, the I was wondering like how's the action? How's the and, action? Yeah, they, it's episode one, one. was pretty heavy with some gunplay and shit. But oh, well, not heavy, but it has some gunplay in it. And it definitely seems like the nuns are about that life, like they're about that like Damn, they're I don't bro, know protecting that chastity what they're fighting, but Straight they're protecting got their chastity machine bro. guns <laughs> so uh yeah, they got m sixteens and shit, and they got <laughs> powers, so I, I we'll see how it goes. It seems pretty interesting, and I'd like to I'd like to continue with that okay a little more time so
0: all right yeah, i look forward I'll, I'll try to catch some episodes so that we can rap about that next time um so uh i watched man i watched the hannibal burris stand up hannibal Burr's
1: live in miami the new yeah i couldn't watch that man. really I, I started it and i was just like oh no i guess i probably have to put it on in the background when i'm doing something else but i enjoyed it i like hannibal burris as comedy to be fair, i didn't give it a chance i just saw how it looked and i was like i can't watch this Oh what! I can't watch this. Nah, it man. looked like somebody's VHS tape. And I was oh yeah, no.
0: I mean, I don't particularly watch Hannibal too much. Like, I try not to stare at him too long. He's not right. A good... That's
1: why I'm saying perhaps when yeah. I'm doing something else I can put on in the background.
0: Definitely, I was staring at my phone the whole time, but I was listening to him, and the stand-up was actually really funny. Oh man, he's got some goodies in there, man. But I, I guess it's because he has a uh, he has like a, a very. Uh, reflective type of comedy on on the the culture as a as a commentary like it's interesting like because he talks about like not drinking anymore and like the the nuances of, of living your life not drinking around a bunch of people who like to drink like it's a more mature comedy i do appreciate that like that kind of stuff like his content i've seen his content grow with him Throughout time. And so, I don't know. I thought it was really good, though. But like, wasn't
1: it the one from when he was, from a while back, it looked like it was from when he was younger? No, Life from Miami? Yeah, or My it? Was it the one that he came on YouTube and did, like, the little announcement in front of and then put it out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one looked like from when he was much younger. Or am I tripping? Did they degrade that video on purpose? Am I seeing a different video? Well,
0: it like the motif was that it was shot in a very low low-fi quality. Oh, okay, that was okay. that was on purpose, but it, but so, yes. it was
1: recently done. It yeah, it was meant to look like a like
0: nineties like a nineteen seventies like, a, a 1970s, like gotcha. comedy special. Yeah, they they put that old school filter on it. But no, I mean, I rarely. Like unless I know that the the comedian is actually does a fair amount of physical comedy, like Leslie Jones, like she does a lot of movement and stuff like that, so I'll watch her. But like, I don't, I don't think that I, I would never <laughs> like stare at Hannibal Burris for an hour straight. I don't know. I don't mean to 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 make a comment on <laughs> on a, a niggas phys- physical like that, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, I would never, <laughs> like, I would only listen to him <laughs>
1: for sure. I mean. I don't think it's that odd looking. I don't I think it's that odd to watch a stand-up, but I got you. No, I'm just saying him man, in particular. I got, I got what you said. saying. It, yeah, I got
0: what you're saying. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know why I felt like going off on it. I, that's <laughs> why I was like, well, that was a lot. Okay. <laughs> nah, but, um, no, because the stand-up was actually really good. Um, Yeah, I don't want to butcher any of his jokes. I would highly recommend checking it out on Netflix, though. But I've been catching up on The Wire, I mean, man. Oh, it's on
1: Netflix, too. That's where you saw it on Netflix? No,
0: I saw it on YouTube. Oh, I don't okay, know what I'm talking okay. about. But, um, yeah, no, um I've been catching up on The Wire. Nice. And, man, it's such a it, – it's really interesting watching this show again now because it's definitely been at least 10 years since yeah, I last sure. watched it, for sure. Oh, since you watched it, yeah, yeah. Since I last watched the whole series all the way through. And, man, like, when I was originally watching it, I must – like – thinking that there was so much wisdom in some of the things that they were saying and then watching it now <laughs> and be like these niggas is stupid <laughs> like nah man that's not how the world runs bro like stop telling people that shit man no wonder y'all is circulating bad information <laughs> but like it, it's interesting it's interesting because it only because you know a lot of the interactions were relatively thoughtfully uh uh portrayed but um yeah i i I was I, I always watch under the mindful eye because a lot of people were accusing it of um, being propaganda, mm-hmm. and so I was like, oh man, did they really do that? And
1: I don't know. I felt like the cops were portrayed in a pretty negative slash honest light. Yet they were they they were humans who made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, and I sure. think that
0: some people don't even like them being portrayed as humans, but. I think that all cops technically are humans right now. Like, we don't have any non human cops, right? Like, we might have some horses and we have some horse cops That's and some dog cops. That's true.
1: There are definitely deputized canine officers.
0: Yes, but I, I mean, yeah, outside of those, outside of our known animal companions, um, <laughs> most uh, bipedal cops are humans. You know what I mean? So it, it's just, it would be just wrong to think that, that humans aren't capable of drastic. Changes in personality depending on the environment that they're in, and so that's why I'm not like upset with the wire for portraying the cops as being assholes maybe on duty, but having lives outside of that that are also very complicated and, and human like as well. You know what
1: I mean? Like I don't yeah, see anything wrong with that. Most people are nuanced that way. You feel me? Most people who are shit bags love their family and treat them with respect not all of them that's it for sure yeah no and, and 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 even in the show like not all the cops were were even good in their
0: private life yeah like mcnulty was the you know <laughs> what is funny is that all of the cops McNulty who were good lit. cops were shitty people mm-hmm. and all of the cops yeah, so who true. were good people were shitty cops yeah it's that's probably the prevailing like uh that's theme funny. throughout all of the cops in this show you know more so than like humanizing them it's like it's really hard to balance being a good cop and a good human at the same time. Absolutely. It's either or for most people. And mm-hmm. that's why we should be scrutinizing more who we allow to be cops and be why we don't need so many of them. Mm-hmm. Because most of them aren't doing shit. Because one thing that is also very prevalent is the bureaucracy of the police yes. in the fucking wire, man. The, bu- the bureaucracy is... God, the corruption in that bureaucracy was so bad. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! And yeah, like, that's
1: why I'm like, I, I, I don't. That's why I said I, I'm pretty sure you painted them in a very honest slash negative light. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. But I, I think it's a, I think it's a, a, a valid question to bring up to, you know what I mean, to scrutinize it in that light. But even upon doing so, I believe that it was a very um, genuine uh, portrayal of the people and and personalities that were present during that historic time in baltimore it was a historic time and it was a a, a very real event that that he was chronicling you know what i mean of course traumatized for hbo but nonetheless still um from what i understand very very accurate in his portrayal yeah
1: i think you can probably count on one hand the amount of good people in the wire (laughs) yikes like could like um would you consider
0: um bubbles a good person hell yeah Okay, I think bubbles, I have a bubbles huge spot in my heart for bubbles, addition, and addiction. and bubbles is probably one of the bubbles offends so much of my sensibilities. Like I like as a person, like I don't agree with bubbles at all. But since I I, I do the way he was portrayed by that actor was so human, and so like I would always understand. Like, yo, know, you're allowed to make a all the bad decisions you made are completely okay for you. You know what I mean? Like those are bad decisions that you're allowed to make you know what i mean you know doing drugs is is a very a very impactful thing on one's life and i don't judge people who are in a bad place and console themselves with those things and fall into that into that hole it's dangerous it's a precipice but i very rarely know people who who with zero impetus go into that even if the issues that they're suffering are from are in their head you know what i mean i'm i'm empathetic to people who who succumb to to chemical addiction so i don't judge um, bubbles for for being an addict for choosing to turn on the dealers because of their street justice on his friend like those are all things i can understand from him because he came into this thing as as a user he didn't come into this thing as someone who was participating in their in their whole criminal organization so yeah bubs is i definitely would would consider one of the good people in the wire um would you consider nulty mcnulty a good person
1: yes i would say he's a very flawed person but mcnulty nine times out of ten tries to do the right thing he tries
0: to be good police yeah i don't think he tries to be a good person I think he's more concerned with being a good police.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because he, he does he a lot of fucked up things um, to
0: people close to him.
1: <clears throat> in, yeah. In like, the pursuit of being a good police. He's more so concerned about like trying to help the city more than anything else. That's why I would consider him a good person. I feel like really? he's, he's Really? think
0: that his self, his motivations are a little bit more selfish. I think that he's the only way he sees himself getting redemption for all the wrong things he has done in the pursuit of justice is to to try to help the city. I don't think he's doing it because he has any particular
1: love for the city. I mean, I don't know. I think it's a little bit of both. I think he actually cares about the city in addition to wanting it to, to be for redemption. And I am saying, cause even if it's just out of redemption, I don't think you would go as ham as you would for, in some of the instances. That I also think that he has, he's got a, like a, he's got like an
0: issue. He's got like a, because even his partner, one of his partners, um, when he was trying to get him out of trouble, was like, "Listen, McNulty can't help it. He can't help but do these things. He can't help but stir shit up all the time." He's
1: he's one of those people or characters that they have a void inside that they're trying to fill with external, yeah, external shit. Because I always felt like he was trying to
0: get redemption for what, for for not being there for his family, but. He didn't realize that the redemption for that comes from being there for your family, not from what you can do, you know, in your job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is what you're sacrificing your family for, you know? So I don't know. He never squared that for me. And so it's, a lot of his motivations came off selfish to me. But yeah, who else? Um, Kima. I think Kima tried to be a good person. She really a lot of these a lot of these More or less, these yeah, these African American officers were really concerned with we just trying to be good police like uh, Freeman
1: Yeah, Freeman is another one of those things. Man, and and
0: and it's funny He's because solid all around If not for nothing most of them are stupid but they're all pretty clever You know what I mean? They're clever and they figure like little shit out just from from being, you know what I mean, um, in such proximity to all of the information and having the impunity to be able to go and do whatever they want, they, 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 they're not always smart, but they're definitely clever because they piece some shit together. You know what I mean? And it was cool. Like I like the way they, um, one of the last episodes I watched, the way they um, had, in the beginning, Freeman was on a, uh, uh, he was on a, a knocking knockin', um, enter raid that they were doing. And so everyone swept through there, found nothing. Freeman saw a phone number on the wall he went out personally to go investigate that during the meantime McNulty's running around putting all this all the stuff together realizing that the pagers they needed to to clone one of the pagers so they can get the numbers off the pagers and so they've got all of the the paperwork and everything ready but didn't have any of the pager numbers and here comes Freeman after having investigated finding out the pager was for D'Angelo Coming through and hearing just the last part and was like, oh, yeah, here. I got this information. Just had the last piece of the treasure of the treasure mattress chilling, bro. Wasn't even there for the whole initiation of the treasure hunt. Was just, just off doing his own investigation and just got the last piece, bro. Like, it was really well written like that. And I, I wonder how much of that is accurate and realistic, like, Man, if that's the sequence of events that got these niggas got, man, boy, that would be, that would be mad. Like,
1: Dallas on some random shit. Why is he writing down random numbers on the wall? Well, why the fuck are you writing down non random numbers on the
0: wall? Well, it, it was one of the kids. One of the hoppers um, couldn't remember that he wrote down the pager number for his contact on the wall.
1: Failure. Bruh. Was Are you crazy. taking notes on a criminal fucking conspiracy yeah. right now,
0: bro? And that's—it's <laughs> the byproduct Five of involving hours. children with your fucking criminal enterprise. I think that that's one of the—that's one of the uh, the the um, the pitfalls that you run into when you choose to work with children, mm-hmm. is that they'll do immature things like write down the phone number for one of the high up members of the organization on the wall.
1: <laughs> Feel me, but. That is exactly why they tell you not to write down passwords. You know what I'm saying? If you yeah. write down your password somewhere, it's as good as like not having a password.
0: Yeah, it, it's generally it's unsecure like good at that point. Like
1: that to learn from the wire.
0: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's right. No, the wire is chop. Like it's all situational right. wisdom. Like having yeah, watched sure. people who who go through these situations in such a visceral manner. But yeah, a lot of the shit they be saying sometimes be making me wild, wow, son. I'm like, yo, especially D'Angelo. D'Angelo was not cut out for this shit from the get-go, bro. (laughs) But yeah, man. So yeah, I can't wait to get through to uh, season two. Because I love the season switches because there's such a drastic um, scene switch in in The Wire. They usually take a a whole new perspective for the beginning of the season, at least. Before they start to integrate with what's been going on throughout the city. But yeah, man. Moving on from that, uh there's been some new music that came out. I did catch the two, well one was like a a project that Lil Wayne released, just a like I think it was like a 12 pack of songs that he had he had uh just sitting in the hopper, ready produced and ready to go out. I they it seemed like he had a an album art called FWA. So I'm not sure if that's the name of the EP or what, but that was actually I enjoyed that. Um I just feel like I do feel like that at times like Little Wayne has a half life with me because like the drug raps is getting real old. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm pretty sure like Tunchi still does gang raps. And I'm just like, yo, nigga, I don't think that that's like he doesn't do it in the way that like J-Rock and them do it where they're like, yo, this is the life we were given. We was making it out of this shit. Now nah, he does it in the total like, yo, nigga, this is how me and my niggas live in every day. This is what we love doing every day. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Like, that shit is getting real old. But he did have some some um, other uh, records on there that didn't so heavily lead towards those teams that I did appreciate. Um, but yeah, the new Pop Smoke, uh, Shooting that? for the Stars, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. It was. I, 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 I don't understand why people don't more frequently make the um, connection between him and Lloyd Banks. But. You could tell Fifty had a heavy hand in 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 production on this, in a good way. I like Quavo was quickly becoming one of my favorite features in rap right now. That nigga was on multiple tracks, smashing it. Um, it sounded really good. Uh, it was produced in large part posthumously, so there were some songs where you could tell that they were produced after he died because they were given R.I.P.s to him in their verses like um which from songs that I like like the um Lil Baby and the Baby feature mm-hmm. I enjoyed that song but um it was obviously produced posthumously and honestly I think that um those tracks were actually really well done um those were some of my favorites on the on the album but um I really wonder it just his his subject matter and the way he died it just felt real uh, I don't know if it was too soon, but listening to him talk about, yo, come meet me outside, given the way that he passed, just felt, it, it was hard to listen to at times. It was hard to hear the, the, the braggadocious come, uh, come from somebody who you know died a violent death. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Because, it, and he and he consistently talks about, nah, nigga, I'm really doing this. Like, no, nigga, these ain't just gangster raps. These is real shits that I'm doing. That I'm just like, bruh.
1: Then it becomes a cautionary tale.
0: Yeah, you know what I mean. Even though it was like fifty percent gangster raps, fifty percent like gangster ballads. Like, yeah, I love, I love roughing you. Yeah, like you know what I mean. That gangster love type shit. That that shit that you know what I mean. You got to be out out here to really get find a chick that appreciates type shit. You know, I mean? like it, it was a good it was it was a good mix for him. Like I think that the album came together really well. All, out of all the tracks, it still came in in just under an hour, so it wasn't too long. Um, but yeah, nah, the the pop smoke was definitely. I give it a solid seven. Um, I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna revisit it for now. I'm gonna, definitely gonna come back to it later, though. Like when it, it <laughs> it's not hitting so hard because that shit is. I don't know, man. How long ago was it that Pop Smoke passed away? Like four or five months?
1: Yeah, it's like it hasn't been that long for sure.
0: Yeah, and it still feels real fresh, but um. Yeah, man. Um, did you, have you been listening to anything new?
1: Uh, I did hear a new song from um, Albarosi. but it was pretty dope. I don't remember the, the, the title of it, but it just came out, like, I think yesterday or today. Oh, but okay. That's pretty good. You know what I need to catch? Then
0: um The vibes. Yeah, that I <laughs> I keep passing it over because I I see the cover art and I'm like is this another joke but nah. from what I understand it's it's an actual legit album. I got to check that shit.
1: No, nah, that's a trend among a lot of his um al- not a lot, but it's a trend among like 30% of his music or album arts that they look like pretty clip arty stuff. But I've heard a couple of songs from there and typical I don't know vibes fair. There hasn't been um yeah, it's pretty typical vibe stuff. There hasn't been any like super bangers. That I heard. But I only heard about three or four songs from it, and the ones with features uh, with um, Sean Storm, um, and what I really remember yeah, the other one, Sick Rhymes, maybe. The one Sick Rhymes mm-hmm. look nuff like Vibes, you know? That shit yeah. is really funny to me. Like, those two look sick, <laughs> but then I was going to say Sick Rhymes looks like Vibes with locks, but Vibes also has locks. Or oh, yeah, yeah, point. he did grow so. this shit, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's it's so far so good. You know what I'm saying? It's pretty, much, it's pretty much on par with stuff that he usually does. Okay. From what I heard from it. A One of,
0: of these days. But, you know, Vibes used to have a much healthier balance of like conscious music and, and slackness in his repertoire. But as of late past like, pff, what, 10 years, I haven't heard him put out a, you know, a, a real like street vibing song, like a little bit of culture in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not just straight dance hall.
1: Yeah, he only puts out those types of songs very sparingly, like out of the, out of like the the twenty or so songs a year. Actually, he puts out even more than that because he has at least one a month <laughs> and at least an album a year. So, out of like the thirty or so songs he'll put out a year, like I think about like three to five of them will be kind of conscious. From what that's just the gross.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He, from me. His his conscious records used to be in rotation, I banger feel. styles. Sure. but that's a long time ago but anyway man shout out to mike man had me litty last fucking week before i came in here i totally forgot to talk about fab and jada nice. and their verses how was that it was good it was good man yo every time they have these these joint verses battles where they're both in the same room yo they, it produces some of the best memes yo jada well, yo first of all jada came in there on like six or seven so that means that by time track six was being played, like round six, <laughs> that nigga was done. But yo, he was being super entertaining the whole time, man. And uh, Fab tried to come in on a, like a slick vibe, you know what I mean, like a real yes, super he chill vibe. That's, and that's just it how just he is. Yeah. It, it, you can't do that with the kind of like entertainer that Jada is. He'll just overshadow Funny. you. You know what I mean? Like you won't be able to slick in because he'll just every time you try to just slide in there, he'll sit there and start clowning you, making you look crazy. Like oh, you doing this now? Oh bro the heckle is hard bro like the New York heckle is not a joke, bro That's so man but so I think Jada definitely I believe he won the 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 performance and he definitely won the um the overall uh, the hits uh too.
1: He, got, he got him on the back hits. and
0: forth um because the thing is yo people underestimate how big fucking Jada was and jada was the first one to, to, to slide in a track that he wrote on. Rather yeah. than... Uh, he, I, and I thought that would have been Fab because Fab has written. See, niggas sleep on Fab's pen because Fab, like... I don't think he, he's cool with not being the super out there guy all the time. That's He'd rather crazy. just get paid up front 85000 for, for the rap. That can't
1: be real, bro. Like, Fab is known for his wordplay. How can you say that? No, no, no. no, no I'm saying that he's pen? not He's not known for his ghostwriting. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. When I say he's much, not known for his better. pen, he's yeah. not
0: known for giving away his raps. Yeah. Because most of the time he'll sell it and he won't, and that's it. It's not mine anymore. I sold it. Right. And so he doesn't he never goes in and get in and gets full credit for some of the shit that he's written. And so I expected him to pull out maybe one or two of those. But Jada was the first one to, to rock with that. I mean, Jada killed him. Um it was a I think it was a a, a bust rhyme verse um that he had wrote.
1: Nice.
0: Um I don't know. Maybe it was Victory or was it Puff's verse on Victory he wrote? It was one of the bangers, but the problem is so Jada came out swinging and so he was going first and and that was also going to be one of the the core mechanics of this versus was they have s- different lanes like fabs Definitely. bangers Definitely. are are pop bangers and and jada's bangers are street bangers mm-hmm. and anthems and so it was going to be the back and forth and so yeah man and jada so gangsta. jada uh jada uh led off the first 10 rounds and and so he pulled he pulled ahead there. There was one round that I gave it a tie because they both pulled out some of the they both pulled out like seasonal like number ones. And it was just like, nah, i <laughs> I I'm not gonna put that. I'm not even gonna let y'all put that up against each other like that. But um Jada, I think I had at the end of the first ten up by one point. And then um after the uh Fab started taking it, Jada started they started letting their their DJs do some of the selections, and Fab, Fab's DJ was good, but I don't think that he was really representing Fab better than how Fab could have represented his catalog. And so I think that out of a couple of those rounds,
1: Jada Wait, snuck so away the, with them. The DJ chose the set list, or does the artist choose the set list ahead of they time? Were choosing, they
0: were choosing—no, They they just have a big, long list of their songs, and the artists the artists have the final say. But oh, okay. on a couple yeah. of rounds, he'd be like, "All right, I right, DJ grab one from the from the set, and he'll and he'll play. You know what I mean? The DJ yes. Will, yes. Will, will grab one. Um, now, not everyone's doing that, obviously. Only if it's the MCs with the DJ would there be that kind of collaboration on the set list. But um, yeah, nah, it, they both had like songs they wanted to play, per se. You know what I mean? But nobody had like, "All right, this is what we're doing." Um, at least that's what Fab was saying in the post game, but it was good. It was good. The performances were it, it, uh, were on point. Jada, he's hilarious. This nigga was sauced up. Yo, and <laughs> it's so funny because yo, if you look at Jada's face when he's in his element, he looks so jolly and happy. And like, you don't know this is the nigga that's going to shoot your face off, dude. Like, it's like he's a very easy dude that if you don't know his rap, You might think the wrong thing. (laughs) Like he is his sauced up face just looks so happy. Them (laughs) dudes
1: are still shooters at at this age? Nah, probably not. But he definitely he's definitely a
0: caller. (laughs) Like he'd be like, yo. Niggas yo, I remember there was an interview with Jada where where they were riding through the hood and he they was and they were talking about other neighborhoods and he was like, Oh, hey, yo, let one off that's how we do it in younger just like that's how they like they get weird love like that like niggas with guns love them and they're always in their presence you know what i mean they stay in places where they could call that down like i don't know that's always the energy he's giving off so and and i remember living in new york and uh they be they, they perform in jersey and jersey niggas of course beefing with the locks they storm the stage all of a sudden lights go out locks show up Back in New York, unharmed, nine niggas stabbed <laughs> up on the stage. Like, we don't know what happened. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing, you know. Like, don't bum rush your lock stage, yo. Because know? they don't even... Yo, know, their, their guys are there, but they will also get you. <laughs> but, yeah, nah, that's... Jada is, Jada's got tons of stories, bro. But, um, yeah, just watching him really perform out there was, was, was enjoyable. Because it was all love. Like, they didn't... You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to be contentious. You right. know what I mean? Sometimes people go in there with that energy, and I don't think that's the energy that that Swizz and them are trying to promote definitely with this versus. So,
1: it definitely seems like a celebration of of the artist's uh, yeah, accomplishments type deal.
0: Yes, sir. But yeah, um, what what else been going on, man? Um, so I've been following this uh, black female anime uh, producer uh, by I think her channel name is noir caesar Mm -hmm. and uh man i guess she was uh she has had some dealings with anime expo in the past as a presenter and as an attendee and uh they were less than positive and a lot of other minority uh vendors and performers and cosplayers have experienced a significant amount of discrimination in there uh in their uh dealings with anime expo and i guess anime expo decided to release like a black lives matter statement and tweeted it out and all this shit and so she felt compelled to like nah nigga (laughs) we don't we not only do that no 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 and so she went on a significant rant on her youtube channel which i think is is worth listening to but um it, it just really pointed out like the exploitation of the, the uh, minority communities in this in this space because uh, since there aren't a lot of prevalent like uh, uh, minority owned uh, production houses, it's really hard to overcome the the institutional inertia or AKA institutional racism that keeps certain voice types out even though in the world of voice acting it's not you're not using your natural voice it's like it's purely discriminatory like there's really no reason why there should be such a disparity between the the pay between minority uh voice actors and the rest of the community uh when you know their their resumes are as good if not better to even get the job cuz they have they the, the barrier of energy is so much higher you know what i mean and so she 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 definitely laid it out really well and um it just sucks because uh i believe that we that the that the the black community in particular in anime has been huge not to discount the latino community because the south american anime scene is humongous so i would never discount that but in america like anime has been such a core part of the the black nerd experience like it it hurts that that they would they would treat our content creators like that especially because you know it it's it comes from a their participation usually comes from a place of love they usually love this this art form and and to see them um ostracized the way that they have been was was very disheartening but maybe there can be a there's a dialogue to be had there, you know what I mean? Maybe that statement opens up a, a conversation where Anime Expo and and the people who who uh, who direct it are willing to to be uh, more open to that community, you know? Because it, it's not a small community, especially out here in L.A. But yeah, that I thought was super interesting. Um, man, <laughs> I'm gonna hit the gossip corner for a hot second, son. <laughs> Yo. Because this shit is just too funny. Like, I, I, I fuck with Will Smith, you know what I mean? Like, as a personality, as a celebrity, I think that he's a healthy person to to not, I would say emulate, but to, to be an example of...
1: Like a role model?
0: Yeah, but I don't believe in role models like that. You know what I mean? He's just a, a healthy black man that if you're looking for examples of healthy black men, that is one. You know what I mean? Like, be yourself ultimately, you know what I mean? But he is somebody who I believe doesn't give off the, the kind of negative stereotypes that I find are detrimental to culture or black culture at large. And so I, I tend to follow some of the shit that goes on with him. And <laughs> evidently Jada Piggott Smith had been fostering a relationship with this young man, August Alcina and Hello. Well, the, initially it was uh it was portrayed as like a- a maternalistic relationship he was going through some hard times blah 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 now there were hard times bruh <laughs> and so he's now putting out an album which from what I understand he's very talented the album isn't bad, but part of his rollout was going on lip service with angeli Yi and implying that not only was him and jada's relationship uh physical. But Will knew about it, and so now <laughs> the rumors like running around like, "Yo, Will's was was getting cuckolded, bro," and that shit was. I'm I'm pretty sure that that's not the case, right? But um,
1: I'm pretty sure it's been like uh, more or less popping the knowledge that they've been kind of like open in an open relationship for a minute.
0: But what does that mean?
1: That they both fuck other people and they don't trip.
0: Yeah, so. But that—that's well. I'm not sure because they're about to have the red table talk where Jada Pinkett Smith uh, interviews Jada Pinkett Alcina, and, <laughs> and uh, she's about to spill the beans. And I'm—and pre- it's that's funny because hilarious. somebody pointed out that she only does these really controversial red table talks when Will's on set somewhere. So that's it's really probably he's probably
1: not going to be available for this one. That's and really um, but. She I don't made know. the whole the choice of like fucking with a young person. Young yeah, people can't keep their mouth shut, assuming that as, he wasn't going to get messy. As soon as it became like financially opportuni- as soon as it became yeah financially mm-hmm. opportunistic for him to do so, he immediately turned it into clown chasing. That's hilarious. Yeah, well, that's pretty much my whole take. Damn, so, like, <laughs> I was like, like, yo, <laughs> like I said, there is no substitute for being a good judge of character. None, none whatsoever. Man, you just gotta learn who to and not to fuck with, because some people are just, you know, some people. Are... I guess I'll it has been a, it's been a popular singer. though. I thought he was like a, a singer, a, bro. Nigga. He is a
0: talented thought, singer. Was, By the way, way that nigga's neck tattoo is trash, bro. Yeah, that mean, nigga I look, look really crazy. But um nah he's a from what i understand what i've heard from him he's pretty uh he's pretty talented but I, I just don't the like the clownery bro
1: singing wasn't he one of the ones in that singing beef pretty but it, sure there was a, there was a while back where these couple r&b singers were like oh where jacques yes said, said that
0: like, he was the king of r&b
1: no no it oh. was like in the actual songs like i will roll up on you nigga, oh type no shit. i thought like, that was uh eric bellinger that didn't doesn't sound familiar. I'm pretty sure one of them was. I think I thought it was Augusto Cena and like um fucking Trey Songz or some shit. But I don't, oh I don't shit,
0: know. I thought that was Tory Lanes and Eric Bellinger. My bad. I don't
1: know, dude. Do, it, it was specifically singing. Do, yeah. do any of them like sing? Both.
0: Uh, yeah, all of them niggas sing. Uh,
1: no, it was like two R and B singers. That was. That's why it was funny because. Because they were R&B singers that were singing spicy am I'm going to look that
0: up, but that shit sounds ridiculous. It, it was hilarious.
1: Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious.
0: Right. Nate Dogg was the last nigga to be exactly. able to smoothly sing about shooting I was about the shooting same you. Shit. And like, it was
1: because Nate Dogg had a deep ass voice and he sounded gangster as fuck. And his real life matched everything that he was saying. So Yeah. That's really funny. Well, I don't know, man. We live in the world of cloud chasers, so.
0: Yeah, but I, it's... I was thinking, I was like, man, I could totally see Will being like, you know what, Jada? If you need to go fuck somebody else, have at it. Like, that says more about you. Like, look, I'm Will Smith. If this isn't enough, then I don't know what to tell you. Right. Yeah, like, I, I, could totally, I could, after how many, it's been like 20 years, I want to say?
1: More than Plus that. years? Yeah, man. i pretty like, sure their kids or their eldest were older than 20. Yeah,
0: at this point, I could see Will not, like, we just want a happy marriage and... If I'm busy, you're busy, and you find somebody who can meet your schedule, just don't – just try not to – but I don't know. I don't know. I kind of – no, I don't want that for me. (laughs) I don't want to be in that kind of relationship. I guess with somebody who does a lot more with their time and is far busier, I could see them not wanting to deprive their their significant other. Like, if you go away on a movie that's on location for, what, three months – you want to tell your wife, chill, Jada Pinkett Smith, when Jada Pinkett Smith wants to do something else? To
1: be fair, niggas in the military have getting deployed for over here. But to also be fair, to be fair... They're not Will Smith. Nah, a lot of those <laughs> relationships don't always work out. So maybe yeah. there is something. I don't know. But either way, it's like...
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe there is something to like, yo, you. Got, if I'm not going to be present, then I can't expect you not to want someone who's present. Like, I get that. That's why I would... I would always just be present in my relationship. Like, if I'm going to decide to be in the relationship, I'm going to decide to also not leave for three months. I'm going to have to find something else to do. You know what I mean? But, yeah, that's just crazy. Because, like, I don't want to be judgmental about their
1: relationship, but I sure as hell... What? Yeah, I don't give a shit about their relationship. Tweets their own. You know what I'm saying? Whatever makes you happy within your union with your partner, do your thing. I don't give a shit. It's just that it just... It sucks that he had to make it messy. Like, I, yeah, regardless of whom you are, I don't think that's cool. Like, you know, what I'm I don't think that. I don't.
0: Ultimately, that's the. That's. The I don't really think
1: like like why are you going around and and fucking slinging mud like you're some fucking sixteen year old high school girl. Like, what's going on right now? But I get it. It's it's because our economy translates that shit to, to literally into money. So. He, we gotta stop doing to that to do you can you gotta stop monetizing that kind of shit man that shit is just bad oh, it's i mean it's not really us we don't start yeah it. <laughs> you know we just exist with it yeah we just we're, we're just uh, uh uh the 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 fucking you know who it's meant for but yeah no nah, i
0: just i just thought it was interesting to have a greater discussion about like relationships because long-term relationships they're gonna have to Niggas are gonna have to find different ways of doing it because people ain't. Just, women, women are more empowered and so they have more say in it. And women are more, I believe, interested in more diverse relationship constructs. I could say that I'm not, but I know far more women who are liberal about their relationship constructs than men are who are. That's just my personal anecdotal experience. But um, yeah, niggas are gonna have to be ready for that conversation. Cause, like I, that's what, like that's the kind of shit I think about having to teach Kendrick. Like, bro, you can't, yo, you're gonna have to get real comfortable with being interesting and and being open to other people's ideas because what you bring to the relationship is what you bring to the relationship. Like, you have to make yourself valuable because other people they're gonna put all kinds of shit into it. I don't know how else to tell you to navigate that space. Because, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, women ain't that... They're not that way. <laughs> but, yeah. Moving on from that. Bro, I've been really enjoying um, watching Nick Cannon's uh, Cannon classes. That's funny. Because, you know what? He interviews some really interesting people. He, he interviews a lot of uh, prominent, like, Nation of Islam uh, figures. He talks, like, KRS-One... Just mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, in particular, I talk to Tony Muhammad and Riza Islam from the local Nation of Islam chapters. Like, and and it's it's very empowering to listen to some people who, yeah, who are talking some black black shit. You know what I mean? Like black empowerment shit. It's not black power. It's black empowerment. It's not about isolating. We've always been powerful. You know what I mean? That power has always been within us we just need to be empowered to express the natural that natural divinity that's in us you know what i mean right. and and i and i appreciate the language that they use because while i'm not i don't i don't believe in the esoteric side i believe that that language is important to invoking the images of ourselves who we could be you know what i mean like it's empowering to 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 create images of yourself that are greater than what you are now. And so they really talk a lot of that good shit. Um, one of the things I don't particularly understand that he, he consistently asks these guys is like, how do we reach the younger generation? What do we do to talk to them? And I've always hated that fucking, that, that question. And I've hated the fact that there's so few people who actually engage in that in a real meaningful way. Dude, we taught, or when i say we the generation prior to us taught us that financial stability is is the pinnacle of 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 a man's worth financial stability in an environment that is that is designed to disenfranchise you at every single turn institutional racism um just individual bias like there's just so much shit that goes against black people on their road to financial freedom but yet we taught them that that's the pinnacle of manhood and then guess what none of the gatekeepers none of the elders paid us none of them paid the 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 younger generation if you want to fucking if you want them to listen empower them financially the way that you taught them they should be and guess what They'll be more inclined to listen to you than to the fucking 60-year-old Jewish guy who owns Atlantic Records. Guess what? If you want them to listen, then talk to them in the language that you taught them was important. Pay them. Empower them to, to, to achieve their dreams. That's the best way to communicate with them. Because once you do that, They will implicitly listen to the other things that that you have to say because guess what? You will have proven that you are in their best interest. But just sitting here telling them, listen, I got all these secrets and it's about the history of black people. Like, nah, B, that's not not going to to help them start their family and be financially stable. What's going to help them be financially stable is for people in their community to have jobs that they can provide them where they can learn skills to be financially independent. That's how we do it. So stop asking people, how do we reach the younger kids, yo? How do we reach, pay them. I guarantee you that little Uzi Vert or any of these other niggas would make music probably geared towards who's paying them the most. And Atlantic is paying them the most to make the shit that they're doing now. And so that's what they're making. But if we had people who were like, you know what I mean? And that's why I really appreciate the Dreamvilles. You know what I mean? Like, it's a super good thing that they're doing. That's why I appreciate the Jordan Peels that are empowering African-Americans in a space where they typically are have been disenfranchised financially. They're giving them jobs that they're making lives out of. That's why I appreciate the Ryan Cooglers because they are empowering a whole generation of people to, to do what they love to do. Those kind of things are what's important. That's why they have sway in their communities. And that's why, you know, Other people are still trying to figure out how to reach the young kids. Well, show them that you guys are the avenue to power. And you know what I mean? Like We have so many great examples of how to build a platform and how to engage a following and and how to use celebrity that you could use it to empower them to become financially stable. That's it. I guarantee you. You will win over 100% of the youth that you financially empower. Guaranteed promise you That it just is what it is we live in america people people follow the money and so yeah that, that's one conversation i don't i don't really find very uh very meaningful unless people are coming to the table with how to empower that generation to live to their fullest potential but yeah speaking of um like the dreamvilles man <laughs> I'm really really sad about this whole thing with No Name because she's just doing her very best to to push a, a narrative of division and it doesn't make any sense. Still? Yeah, still. And, and and I have a problem with someone who admit who's herself has admitted has a mostly white following calling for division of black people. That just doesn't scream genuine to me period and so i'm not gonna rock with her i'm sorry queen i can't rock with 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 your whole movement of stay out of the streets read books and fuck black men that sounds like a recipe (laughs) for for some bullshit
1: that's her message
0: that's her message that is essentially everything that no name believes in a nutshell and so now i'm not gonna rock with that um i'm sad that that anybody considers her a leader um, it's sad even more that white women consider her a leader. Um, white women are notorious for empowering shitty leaders. They're notorious for getting behind the wrong horse in history. And so it's sad. It really is that, that that's where that leg of the movement has coalesced because we need, you know, white women to start to understand what's going on, do less Karen and more advocating. And more allying. You know what I mean? And that's not gonna happen with with someone like no name, you know, misleading hundreds of thousands of people. Like, and that's that that's unfortunate. Um, because I think that uh J. Cole has a really positive and unifying message. You know what I mean? Like I I just I really and I'm not even trying to stand on on, on Cole right now. I'm just I really don't see how his response has merited all of this uh, virulence i just I just don't get that shit. You know what I mean from somebody who is trying to claim to be enlightened to try to say, claim that that she wants a stronger community it just doesn't you can't build a stronger community by getting mad at people for every for 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 everything that they say and stigmatizing them even when they're trying to be as respectful as humanly possible that's not community building but you know who says that? Who says that everyone who wants, who says they want to build a community, is actually trying to build a community? Facts. Um, but you know who is saying they want to build a community? Kanye, and he's running in 2020. I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm pretty sure it's just um fanfare for his rollout of the. um Yeah, he's selling something. For yeah, sure. he's selling something. I'm pretty he's sure. Selling something. I'm pretty sure he's not running. And man.
1: Bro, like the primaries are already done. It's obvious. He's well, not he
0: would ready. have to run as an independent, but it would knowing him, he's just trying to peel votes from Biden to ensure Trump victory. Like, and that's
1: I mean, he <sighs> is being supported by fucking uh, uh, Elon Musk, and he is Trump's butt buddy. So that is that, and the fact that he's selling something are the most obvious things right now. You feel me. <laughs> Yeah, this but, is a dude that would sell church. He'll sell anything. and
0: it sucks because you know there was a time when Kanye twenty twenty would have been overwhelmingly lauded as a crazy and beneficial thing. There was a time when 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 black people would have rallied behind Kanye for yeah, twenty twenty like right? ten years ago. Yeah, uh, probably right around Katrina time. Yeah, but yeah, I told you,
1: you got to let that dude go, bro. That dude's gone. That dude's God, bro. Stop expecting people to come back. Yeah. But we George Bush don't care about black people. We want Kanye to come back so no, bad. See, that's what people got to learn to accept, bro. It's we, okay to want stuff. I refuse. I would you never gotta like. Stop, stop putting him. that on reality. You feel know I me? Mean? You can <laughs> yeah. want it all you want to, but Kanye's a Kardashian. Unless you got more money than them, don't expect to get him over to your side. Facts. Big facts. But yeah.
0: There hasn't been much else going on in the entertainment sphere, but um just got a couple of social topics we'll touch on before we head out. Um I just one of the things I've really like been noticing is this bullshit hysteria about wearing masks. This shit is like everywhere. Like people are really losing their shit over this. Mm-hmm. And it's really just indicative of a, of um a faulty mindset. Like a certain uh uh A certain lack of understanding of just personal safety. Listen, for the most part, the masks, even if they're only 30% effective, which is probably close to their effectiveness when it comes to uh, reducing transmission. The whole point is, if you're willing to wear a mask, then probably by nature, you're also going to take in all of the proper measures to socially distance, be responsible, lessen the time that you spend outside in exposure you're probably just in general a responsible person and if you're fighting the idea of just representing yourself as a responsible person, then you probably are a shit bag and so it really is a a, a sad state of affairs like to the point where i read i do read a lot of actual like mainstream media articles and things of that nature and i was reading a new york times article about david brooks who's overwhelmingly a a uh positive uh pro-american uh uh commentator and even he at this point is just completely uh in in humility and despair about the state of the country where we can't even convince people that can you at least pretend to care about other people's feelings and wear these masks for whatever effectiveness we can gain out of them and please socially distance until we get through this. Like the idea that you can't even get some people to behave responsibly in public is just beyond the pale. Like people didn't realize that no, there is a large section of this country that is ignorant, like utterly and irrevocably ignorant. And we have to engage with them as such. We have to engage with them like they are the children that they're behaving like. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, in the presence of that kind of ignorance, you can't have someone like Donald Trump in office. But I firmly understand what revolution looks like. And if you you know what revolution looks like, it looks like it's going to have to get a lot worse than it is now. And so the only way that's going to happen is with children like Donald Trump in office because unfortunately our government has made itself completely incapable of reform and outside influence it is completely divorced from the will of the people the will of the people have zero effect like literally there's an inverse there's an inverse uh proportion to what the people want and what the congress actually enacts they are literally at the polar opposite spectrum of everything that the people publicly poll that they want so, in a system like that, you just got to let Nero burn the motherfucker down. Like, no, I'm not going to participate in, 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 in anything that will save this system. So, and I'm not going, I'm definitely not going to do it on the back of a Biden vote. That's just, nah. That'd be the only reason why I would vote for Kanye, because he'd be the only one on there that doesn't have legitimate pedophile charges. That's a, that would be literally the only reason why I would vote for Kanye is because he would be the only non-pedophile on the ticket. That's and that's a that's a that's a, a system that needs to crumble and fail, like a system that that produces only those options for you. I'm sorry, like, just we gotta like unless they're willing to take in any kind of influence from the people as to how we choose to be governed. Then I, I advocate for whatever hastens its destruction because it's not it's not in my best interest. It's not in my child's best interest. It's not in the best interest of the planet. And that's the worst part about it is is that we are we are like a cancer boil on the planet. Like we suck so much energy from the planet as as a country. It's just we have to just live our lives differently. You know what I mean? Like this shit is crazy. But anyway, yeah.
1: It's a nice little side note, though. This has produced people like the guy I saw this morning, who was coming back from the gas station, and he had a little chihuahua who was wearing a mask, but he wasn't wearing a mask. Wow! So I thought that was pretty cool. He he cares so much about the dog.
0: That's that's adorable. But I, it's probably that's probably his protest. Like you ever seen the people who wear the masks like on their face rather than on their uh, on like over their eyes rather than over their you mouth? Take
1: those. Be oh, over their eyes, okay. I got you. I was about to say, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's so petty. I'm like, willing, people are so
0: stupid and petty, bro.
1: I'm willing to believe that at least five percent of those people don't know why they're wearing it over their eyes.
0: No, I'm pretty sure that they don't understand the implications of it at all, but yeah, I mean, ah. It's so it sucks because like the social sphere ebbs and flows in positive and negative waves. Like it's just been a lot of like really shitty things happening recently, man. Like um, the uh, sheriff in, in Clay County, Florida, that's going to deputize citizens to fight protesters now. Like, first of all, it's sad that he doesn't even understand that in doing so, you are plainly admitting that you don't believe that cops need training to shoot at citizens that that's just a plain dereliction of of the idea that you shouldn't deputize people in that manner because they don't have the training. you deputize people after they leave the academy because they have proven that they have the uh, gone through the rigor to tr- perform their job well, so he doesn't understand the whole training aspect of police work, so that should pretty much make him like no longer um Eligible to be a police chief but
1: look koree he's gonna tell, i'm gonna tell you the same thing that he told the department all right what could go wrong what could go wrong <laughs> what could go wrong but what's worse <laughs> is that we
0: have an attorney general that <laughs> will let something like this happen like let someone like that make a public statement that. like what the fuck that's what man. I mean by the attorney placeholder general people, is
1: n- that "quote unquote" attorney general
0: placeholders. Do you think that they will ever put someone effective into those positions again? Now that they've proven that those positions can be corrupted,
1: I mean, I, I don't, I don't know whether that's, or not that's this my problem. Is to the reason why it's so important themselves. to keep up the
0: facade is because then you could at least. At some point, someone can actually get in there and if they do the right thing, they could always use the facade of doing their job. But now, with William Barr, they can no longer use that facade. They, there's no longer a facade that the that the Attorney General is presiding over the legal happenings in the country to make sure that they're happening in a lawful manner. That That's a clear application. Letting a fucking sh- uh, 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 um, police chief call for the deputizing of citizens with in an armed fashion? Come on, man. That shit's crazy.
1: That's small potatoes, bro. They've they were already long beyond across the um they're already long beyond the pale, man. This shit of small potatoes for sure. You know,
0: but this was really interesting, and this goes back to something that I was saying in a prior episode where I don't think that I don't think that the racists are really down for a race war. I really don't think that they are because um On the 4th of July, uh, a contingent of armed African-American legal gun owners descended on Stone Mountain and had their celebration on Stone Mountain in KKK territory and put it out on social media like, where y'all at? We out here celebrating. I told you. Just taunting them.
1: They're only inter- inter- interested they didn't want in a one slaughter. Yeah, they, 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 no they did not want it. Inter- they're interested in any sort of like equivalent combat or exchange. What I will
0: say is this, though. I really hope that that community um, protects their children because that's who they go after. They're not exactly. going to go after a they full-grown after the man. They're going to go after a child. They're going to hunt down a child, and they're gonna, they're going to try to lynch him. And I hope that all the black children stay safe out in that area. But um, hell yes. That is the kind of shit. I do love seeing that. I do love seeing that because I'm so ready, my G. I'm so ready. Like this shit is like this, this country. And when I say I'm so ready, I'm so ready for this country to realize that the equality is going to come no matter whether they want to continue to fight it or not. Like you cannot continue in this atmosphere to to brutalize a population of people the way that you have been with no justice or recourse. That's the thing is, is like we have a justice system and black people are fully bought into it and they refuse to allow it to provide us any kind of justice. So if that's the case, then we will present ourselves as a community onto ourselves. We will provide our own justice. We will protect ourselves. That's what I'm ready for. I'm ready to see that because in that, that scenario the government's going to have to either step in and say hey we are going to make sure that the just that the law is is meted equally or they're they're going to have a really ugly time on their hands they're going to have a real ugly time on their hands cuz i don't i think that there's a lot of people who on 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 the black people side who are are willing to fight for their for the future you know what i mean that's been the history unfortunately this country has has never allowed anything good to happen without bloodshed and so, if that's what they're going to force it to, that that is what it is. I rather see people acting in a in a armed and organized fashion than just being slaughtered. That's just real shit. But yeah, man, that was that was crazy. Crazy. There's a lot of shit happening right now, and I can't wait. I I want to I want to be there to see the other side of it. You know what I mean? I don't want to call for bloodshed, but in a in in a place where that's one thing I've always respected about the streets. It's like, listen, we're not going to pretend like that's not an option. We're not going to pretend like if we reach an utter impasse, I'm, we ain't going to go to fisticuffs or worse. Like, and that's the thing is, is that white people seem to have, have taken that off, uh, off of the table. And it's like, no, 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 y'all took that off the table because y'all are scared of what happens. We are fighting for our freedom. Our children are dying. Our women are dying. We still need to arrest the motherfuckers who fucking murdered Breonna Taylor. Arrest the fucking murderers who killed Breonna Taylor. Like, they don't seem to understand. That shit hits viscerally. She reminds me of people that I know. that No, no. I never want to think of the people close to me being murdered in their sleep for doing nothing. And having no recourse for the men who clearly displayed the capacity to perform this act. This is not something that was... It was, about, it was a matter of time before these officers committed this act, these acts of brutality. These, these, are, these are escalations of their behavior. So no, not until you provide a system that, that deals with that, that... Not until you provide a system that deals with, with, with allowing the KKK to infiltrate it. Not until you deal with the system that, that systematically uh, lets police commit crimes... And I mean, not just murder, drug trafficking, rape, pimping and pandering. I mean, these guys are destroying our fucking neighborhoods. Like, we're just focused on the murder, and that's bad enough. But if we decided to hit the fucking police on all of the other shit and malfeasance that they perform in our community, that's what I'm saying. There ain't no reform in this shit, and there will, and there will be no justice until that system is changed fundamentally and institutionally from the beginning. And that's just is what it is. Like, we didn't make it this way. We would have loved to peacefully talk this out. But you have been but when I and I and I speak figuratively with the you's and the days, but there's a system in place that is completely divorced from the people it's governing. Black people have no say in the system that brutalizes them. That is fundamentally unfair in a democratic society. That's the you's and the days. The politicians that that get into power and then refuse to do anything that that actually changes the material uh, circumstances of the people they govern they are the they those are the people who are doing this and it and it, it pains me because to find out recently or more recently that Karen Bass has just been complicit in a lot of this stuff like she she's really good at the performance and really bad at the effectiveness and and that that really hurts me man You know, I really hope that that in in her tenure, because the the, her her Republican uh, opposition is definitely no better and by far much worse as a Trump supporter. So, you know, I hope that that at some point, you know, that sentiment reaches her and she she chooses to stand on the side of the progressive black candidates that 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 her and the progressive black caucus have shunned, you know, they talk about getting legislation passed, but then don't support candidates that would be part of their caucus. Like, they don't grow their caucus. I don't understand this. It makes no sense to me, unless they genuinely aren't part of a progressive caucus. And the Congressional Black Caucus, all, everything that black people care about is considered progressive in this country. So, you know, that is what it is. But yeah, man, I think i want to leave it on that. But, uh, yeah, hopefully better things are coming on, man. I, I don't know. I'm a, ho- I'm, I'm a hopeless optimist, bro. Like, I wake up every morning genuinely happy in hopes that something happens. Like, for the better. And I, I have no evidence as to why that would happen. And as a student of history, there's been no proof. And I don't know how I've managed to maintain it. But I do every day. So, I'll leave you with these words. Follow us on the socials
1: catch me on instagram and rico underscore G Sound.
0: and i leave you with these words time is only wasted if you choose to waste it so learn from your mistakes it's the only thing you ever truly do learn from peace out guys take it easy